Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Johnson, and I'm coming to you from the coast of Maine. In my work as a life coach for the last 15 years, as well as in my personal life, I keep coming back to seeing the beauty of what unfolds when we each uniquely find our way back to a place of love. Love can get us through the most painful moments. It can give us the freedom to grow, the courage to change. And love can also lead us to a whole lot of peace, joy, and possibility. So let's see what happens in us, in our life, and in our world when we listen in to what love says. Hello, and welcome to the Love Says Podcast. This is Elizabeth, and we are going into part two of our conversation on love with Amy Fukuizumi, and we're diving right into motherhood. Okay, Amy, so I am curious about motherhood. I'm like, will you take us low? Will you take us high? Unless there's somewhere else you want to go. But I'm curious about, and again, for a lot of the parents listening Um, I know everyone will have their own experience, but I also think there's something about really honest, (laughs) like share what parenthood is actually like, like, yeah, will you share, uh, like just a story of motherhood and experience that was like just so challenging or messy may also be beautiful. Like, but yeah, just one of the, one of the challenges with that you've experienced with being a mom. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I think there's like, there are definitely new challenges all of the time, not in like a a doom and gloom sort of way, but in the way of being in relationship with another person and maybe multiple people if there, you know, are more children or more partners or more co-parents, um, you know, in that way, it's like every, every relationship and every like set of relationships brings challenges because we're all people with our own things going on um so so yeah I'll say probably you know like a couple of the bigger the bigger things maybe that I've personally struggled with have been just finding flexibility Mm. and like you know I've I think I've always considered myself a flexible person but it's been in a way that I was still in control of what needed to be flexible. Hmm. And I think being right, like being a parent and like, you know, like you and I have, have experienced this firsthand with our work and many voice memos is if Bison gets sick or if there's a school closure or something like my schedule changes, we kind of have to like reroute and do something different. Uh, And that, took a while for me to adjust to honestly it's like even even though you kind of you recognize that that things are going to change you recognize that stuff is going to be different um that like that kind of stuff was jarring to me for a long time and I felt kind of I felt shame for having to put off work projects I felt like I wasn't you know kind of going back to what we talked about in part one about like productivity and contribution and, and sort of like the doing of things. I felt like I, you know, was constantly sort of having to reprioritize. It was like, 
work or motherhood, work or motherhood. And it was kind of this, Uh this dance for a long time that felt very challenging. I felt like the identity that I had as, you know, sort of like a productive, just being productive, I guess, kind of got interrupted. And I say interrupted with a caveat that I'll go into. But um, but also, I think, like, directly in my creative work, there just, there wasn't as much time for me to be flexible with that. It was like, you know, Bison, I had childcare for Bison from, like, this hour to this hour. And, like, those were the hours that I could, you know, that I knew that he was somewhere else I could, you know, kind of concentrate during the day. Um, you know, I've always, there's always been flexibility for like evenings and weekends. Um, but during the day, like, which are prime hours, <laughs> um, you know, it was like between here and here. And I think like, you know, as, as someone that like gets into flow and gets into creative flow, like, you know, that it all, it doesn't always happen like that. It's like creativity uh-huh. is not like, okay, nine o'clock done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so there was like a lot of struggle with that. And there was a lot of like, you know, where I used to, you know, for better or worse, like sometimes I could spend 10 hours over the course of like five days doing a thing. It was like, you know, at one point, like I had 10 hours a week of childcare. And so like, I could, you know, I couldn't spread out that couldn't, you know, be as sort of just like flowy with things. And that mm-hmm. felt to my system, like a big disruption. Mm. And so I will say, you know, another thing, it's like, it feels like such an uncomfortable thing to say, to like talk about a child being a disruption or to, to say something like that. And, and I think like, you know, it's just as honest as I can be, that is what it felt like at the time. It wasn't about bison as a person, yeah, but it was about you know, it was about a lot of expectations that I had as myself, for myself as a mother, a lot of perceived and otherwise real expectations that I thought other people had of me as a mother. Um, It was, you know, it was a variety of things that made it really challenging to, um, to prioritize motherhood in a way that, that felt satisfying, Mm. I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that is, and maybe that's kind of, and that might be like the space that I'm in right now, which is probably why it's coming out is, is that it's like, it's taken me a while to understand motherhood in a way that feels good to me. Yeah. And like to be able to show up as a mother in a way that is both like, maybe honest for me and in a lot of ways different from the way that I grew up and not feeling badly about that. Like Mm. wanting to do things differently doesn't mean that I had a bad mother or I had a bad childhood. It just means that these are things to me as I've gone through life, as I've had different experiences, um, as I've related to people differently in different environments, like I have my, my own set of values, my own set of priorities now. And so these are the things that I'm prioritizing. And it took a while for me to kind of get over that, like 
if I did things differently than the way that I was raised, I, it felt like I was saying, this is something terrible or like that I was being disrespectful to my parents. So yeah, I guess those, those, however many challenges I just offered. (laughs) Yeah. I just think too that, and when you're like, it took a long time and I'm like, well, it's only been four and a half years. You know what I mean? Like it's not that you had 36 years, right? Before this came into be. And do you, this is a leading question. So take it somewhere else if you want, but from what you just said, like, do you feel like as challenging as it's been, as much as it's brought up, right? As again, I feel almost like we often have these parts of our systems that, again are trained to do what we we saw, we observed, we learned from, right? To as an honor, right? And I love when you said like it's of no disrespect. Like if I'm doing something different, it is of no disrespect to what I experienced. So, do you feel like by being a parent, you are becoming more authentically yourself, not just like a mother, but like Mm -hmm. you as Amy, like, are you becoming, have you become more authentically your innate self? Yes. Yes. The the short answer and the long answer, I guess, is yes. (laughs) Um, And I think a lot of it is, could be prompted by vice and could be not, right? Like I, I don't know I could be, I could have been on this journey whether I had him or not. But what I will say that kind of grounds me into that is a lot of times I think about the ways that I want Bison to like experience the world differently than I did. Mm -hmm. And so like in those moments where I'm like doubting myself or like I'm afraid to do something because I think people won't like me or, uh, you know, like any number of things that have kind of like kept me from being my authentic self. Like I try to, to think about uh, how I can, I guess I think about like where that started for me or like where that came from and then sort of see how, you know, in my interactions with Bison, I can kind of manifest something different or Mm -hmm. like if he feels like he's afraid to do something, like we'll talk about it or, you know, I can, I guess one example of this that I'm thinking of that was that was successful. Not all of them were successful. My parenting <laughs> experiments, um, but uh, one of them that I feel like has served him well and has served you know our my relationship with him, Dan's really like our family relationship with him well is. I think it was like maybe a, couple, a year ago or a couple years ago when he started to go to daycare and he started to be out of the house more, and we like wanted to ask him like how his day was. There were like some times where he like had a good time, but then he also was, he also missed us or he was sad or like something sad happened. And so he didn't like know how to communicate that. And so, and I forget exactly how it happened, but at some point I told him that like, you can be happy and sad at the same time. Mm. Like it's okay. Like it doesn't take away. Like if you had a really good time, that's awesome. But if you also yeah. missed us, like, that's okay. Mm. Yes. Yeah. And so we like started to lean into that a lot more mm. and just like in our conversations and, you know, by conversations, he was two, three years old. So <laughs> take that with a grain of salt. But, <laughs> you know, we would, you know, he'd like ask me how I was doing. And he was like, are you mm. happy, mm. sad or both? Mm. <laughs> and then 
it also kind of like gave me a little bit of, um, I think, freedom in when I was having bad days or like I was feeling frustrated or struggling, like I could tell him, I'm happy to be with you, but I'm sad or frustrated or bad about these other things. Oh, Amy. And it like, <laughs> I know, well, I hear it now and I'm so, like, oh. <laughs> it's just so, uh, like if our whole life is a paradox anyway, right? And all these things exist all the time and we're feeling all these things and to, to just have space for mm-hmm. it to be there, like for it all to be there. And also to be like, oh, I'll, you are a parent who has emotions, you know what I mean? And that, that mm-hmm. distinction of like, I'm sure there are other days where you're like, I am mad and it does have to do with you, right? But like <laughs> yeah. in that moment, it's like to just hold space for it to to all be on the table at the same time. Like, mm. I just think that's so important. Like, ugh. Yeah. Mm. And, and I like, I, so I think that's like one of those, one of those times where it was like, that's what I wished I had, you know, or like, I wish somebody 40 years ago would have told me like, it's okay to be, to be happy and sad. Like, or you can be with somebody that, is upset about something. And this, you know, kind of goes into another thing about like emotional and energetic boundaries that I've struggled with a lot is like, I can be with somebody that's upset about something and it isn't always about me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like I spent a lot of time in my life, like internalizing other people's discomfort or anger or frustration as like, what is it that I I need to do something to fix this, mm-hmm. even mm. when it, you know, maybe had nothing to do with me or there was like, you know, nothing I could do um, to affect the problem. It was, you know, that sort of probably is tied into all of the productivity and need for rest and stuff is like, yeah, like anytime I came, it almost feels like anytime I came into contact with somebody that was like frustrated mm-hmm. about something, I was like, I need to fix this. This is my responsibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, very quickly with children, mm-hmm. you can, you realize that they're like, oftentimes, especially when they're this young, like more crises than there are <laughs> like good times. <laughs> and, you know, some of them, like you literally cannot fix, like, We've been fairly lucky. Bison's like, you know, fairly level-headed at times. But, you know, it's like the kind of jokes about toddlers. It's like if you give them the wrong color cup, like they will lose their minds on you. Or like, And it's like, you know, you can't fix it. Like you can't. There's like literally nothing yes. you can do. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So I guess that was that was another sort of big learning for me that, again, like could have happened with or without bison probably but has sort of like expedited my understanding and like recognizing of that fact is that like i i can't fix everything for everybody nor is it like my responsibility to and like sometimes they're just like is nothing you can do and that and not in like a giving up kind of way but like literally like mm-hmm. i can't change the color of a cup right on a day right. um, just cuz you don't like it <laughs> Right, right. And we could spend all of our time, talk about not having space for creativity. You know what I mean? It's like, if we're like, oh, we're responsible for making sure everyone is okay. Like I have a similar thing to like, I'm the even like, just like, yeah, just like, 
okay, like I can help. Do you know, like it was this yeah, thing like, oh, yeah. I can help. Like I'll do so. And it's like, no, because I'm just thinking about you as you share that example. And it, as you are uh, kind of like practicing this new way of being like what it opens up, you know what I mean? If you're like, and what it also allows, it's also just like, you don't have to take on all that. And I'm just thinking for mm-hmm. just for you. I'm like, oh my yes. gosh, the amount for like, I'm thinking little you, like little Amy was like the amount that could, you know. Oh my gosh, um, yeah. Oh my! Yesterday, Lauren was like, she was like, I do think we need to be more like little kids with our emotions in like these storms, like where they have like a burst, right, of rage or of of tears, or, and then like ten minutes later, they're like not, they don't remember the cop. Do you know what I mean? And it's like that yes. kind of like I know we could do it in like a an adult way, but like there is something about allowing those weather systems of like emotional storms to move through. And I'm also going to take that with me that like, you can be mad and you can be sad at the same time. Like an experience can hold a coin that has both sides, right? Or has multiple parts or has multiple facets and it all can be true at the same time, you know? And, Mm -hmm. and instead of that being a problem, does it allow more of our human experience, you know, deeper of our human experience? I want to go right no, but like go a little (laughs) bit into like in like our last kind of little bit together, you, I want to talk about your work a little bit. Like you as a writer, as an artist, um, I do want to say I do want to give like a just a, a shout out and acknowledgement because you years ago we connected. Oh my god! Fun side note: we should tell the people is like as you were in California, being you, I was like hanging out with your now partner, like in my backyard in Mansfield, Massachusetts, <laughs> because like I grew up with with your partner in like my family of friends, like dear friends with my brother. So that is wild to me because I think back to like twenty years ago, like just like never just how the it can unfold and how the Mm -hmm. connections and I was like I never 20 years ago to have imagined like Dan's partner was like one of my (laughs) collaborators you know like one of the people who and one of the things I okay I actually want to focus in because I know we don't have a lot of time and I want to ask you more questions but I want to say that when I first reached out to you five years ago it was about I wanted to do email newsletters, but I was so overwhelmed, right? With mm-hmm. being myself and writing and having it be succinct and having it be true. And you, we connected and you like became a copywriter, like an artist, like a crafter, right? Of these mm-hmm. emails. And then we took many years off. And then when the podcast idea came, you were one of the first people I reached out to. And I wanted to just like acknowledge you for your work, like the way you write, the way you craft, the way you feel things, the way you see things, the way you simplify things is a huge one. Um, And also talk about flipping the coin, like how you hold, like we don't just do the work. Like I literally would be like, I'm feeling insecure about this area of my life. And in this episode, like I get to share my humanity, right? And I get to share um, and I just feel like I've just learned so much. You know what I mean? And I think I'm so, so there's so many parts of it, but I will say that one of your gifts just through my eyes is like, I will give you a, I will send you a voice memo or, or an email draft. And it, to me, it's like this huge, awkward, true, but like ball of clay, right? It's like this giant ball of clay. And like, that would just like crush people if they <laughs> got it just like that. And you take it. 
and you sculpt it. You know what I mean? Like you mm. really sculpt it and you take out what doesn't need and you make it look beautiful and you add images in and like you, there's just something about your artistry that, and what's so interesting is that now I feel more comfortable. Some of the emails like I send out by myself, like there's also mm-hmm. been this real work on not being codependent and being like, oh, Amy's the writer. So I can't. <laughs> so, and again, I've never had a relationship quite like ours where I feel so grateful for your gifts. I rely on them. I am like, um, they mean so much to me in this process. And at the same time, I feel like I'm growing in my gifts. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. At the same time. And I just, but I do want to go back to that. Like you are, to me, are like a sculptor, like a very intuitive, very skilled, crafted, like love guided sculptor in your work. Mm -hmm. So I just want to, I want to say that while, while we're here, because copywriters like don't usually get I don't know. I just feel like we don't get to celebrate your work as much as we should. Yeah. Oh, thank you. It's like so I don't often or I mean, I hear feedback on my work, but I don't often hear it in like this kind of context and also like with that kind of reflection. So I appreciate that a lot. Um, And I do I do think that we have had a very unique relationship um, that, you know, has been very like you know rooted in the work that we're doing together and like the the for lack of a better word right now just like the products that we're creating but like the you know the sort of like truth of it and I think what drives it even more and I think you said it recently is kind of like both of our um journeys to and through and with like just sort of truth and honesty and mm-hmm. finding and finding, refinding, discovering like who we are um, as people, as like human beings. Yes. Um, And I think like one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things, uh, because my business partner and I, we kind of joke a lot about how we like really, we want to make sure that like none of our clients depend on us. Like we never want to be those people that are like, no, you have, you know, you have to work with us. We're the only people that can do this for you. You don't, you know, it's like, it's like a huge thing for the work that we do is to empower the people that we work with mm-hmm. to like, you know, like we, I think we both in different ways, I do it with writing. Melissa does it a lot more with visuals and photography. Um, but I think we both, and Melissa has said this is that she doesn't feel like she's a creative person. Like she feels like she just with photography, like captures what's there. Mm-hmm. and in some ways for me, like my process is the same. And I think that's why like your voice memos that come through, it's like, I can extract what's there, right? Like I'm, I'm not inventing a bunch of stuff. I'm not like creating from scratch. I'm just like helping you. Um, like, yeah, just like extract what is there. I'm helping you say what you want to say, but ultimately mm-hmm. it's about you. Like it's not about me. Mm-hmm. And I think Melissa's very similar. It's like she's helping bring this image to life, but it's not about her or how she thinks it should be or how th- she sees it. It's like about what's there. Mm-hmm. And there is skill and there is talent and there is creativity associated with that, right? Like not, mm-hmm. and this has yes. been definitely. Yes. A journey that I've been on that like 
get my gifts are gifts. Like not everybody yes. has them. Yes. Uh, yeah. And that that's definitely a thing that I could talk I could talk about that forever. Is that- I also I just want to say out loud this was recorded. Your gifts are gifts. Like yes. and they're they're very unique. And again, we could say yes. that for anyone once we find their gifts. There's I I don't mean that in an ego way to separate yeah. you or but your gifts are gifts and they come through. And I almost feel like they're so natural to you <laughs> that like yeah. they that they may not get the um like acknowledgement, you know yes. what I mean? Because they do truly make a difference. Yeah. You know. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I wanted that to no. be in recorded <laughs> if you go back and listen to it on it. <laughs> no, it's true. You know? Yeah. And I think like, you know, that's kind of that's sort of also been a learning thing is like every you know, every person that I work with, the clients that we have, and it's just like, you know, people that I know outside of work too, it's like you do sort of realize everybody is coming with something different, right? And as much as, it's like, so one of the things that we do a lot is social media. We create graphics for social media, we give people strategy. And I think a lot of the way that we approach it is not um it's like not social media centric it's a lot more mm-hmm. about like using social media as a tool to get your message out there just give it a little bit more reach give it a little bit more space another way for people to find you sort of like an invitation and so when we're talking to people it's like you know we kind of have to go through like a unraveling process with people where it's like you don't have to do all of the things. Mm-hmm. You can decide what you want to do and we'll kind of, we'll help you craft it and we'll help you like get it out there with business and entrepreneurship and like do, you know, kind of being like DIY type of people. Um, it's like, you think you have to do everything mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. or like you think you should be able to. And there's a lot of messages out there that tell you that you can. And so you should, but it's like really, there's so much power in being able to focus on what you do well and then letting somebody else kind of take the pieces, take those pieces. And I appreciate like the um, thinking about myself as like a sculptor. Cause I do think that is, that tends to be more what I do and what I enjoy doing is like, and what we, I think as a, as a brand, as a business, like we say that we do is like, we, we put people's personalities online I think that's what we do well. So through photos, through messaging, through the writing, through the words, the website, like all of that stuff. It's just like the more like your digital experience can be like your in-person experience, making choices that do that, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And I want to ask you one more question before like, I can't believe it, our like kind of last question, which is wild, but like what? Um, but one thing I want to say too, though, about one of the things about working together. And again, I'm such a small little business, right? First, I definitely have that, like, I should do everything by myself or I can't afford to do like it's. Mm-hmm. And what I have, what I have felt again, in addition to everything that you said, and it, when you send me images, like if anyone has gone to the Love Says podcast on Instagram, which is like newer, but like any image that has like a beautiful quote with, or a beautiful <laughs> image or the, the little thing that makes the microphone sound like you know what I mean it's like you're looking at an audio movie like I don't, it's like I don't know how to do any of that and when you send me those now with each episode it's like I'm just so grateful do you know what I mean it's like mm-hmm. I just like 
And, but, but even deeper than that, than the creations, which are like such a gift is this feeling like, because so much of my work is solo or is like Mm one-on-one, it is the feeling of collaboration. Right. And it is this like also a lot, like it is to my ego safer to do things by myself. Like my little introverts, Mm -hmm. like I'll just go by myself. But I feel like I get to be in my kind of little bubble and connect with you, like in your little Mm -hmm. bubble, right? And then we get to, so there is something about allowing, which I can't stop feeling more and more the importance of and like the necessity of that collaboration, that connection, that community that, again, on days when I'm like, there was one episode where you're like, I actually think, I was like, I don't know. I was so in my head. And you're like, I actually think it's really good. Like, I think it's, and you weren't like, I I know you would have said it kindly, but I think you would have said like, yeah, maybe redo that. <laughs> like, I'm not really sure. Like, there's something <laughs> about not doing it alone. You know yeah. what I mean? And how it is that thing of like how things can be when people come together, things can be create. And sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, I love doing this podcast. But sometimes I there are moments where I'm like, am I doing this podcast just to be connecting with mm-hmm. Amy and with Paul and with Courtney and with like it's just so interesting, like the deeper why of like why we collaborate and why yeah. we receive support and why we bring our gifts together. And yeah. I want to ask about your, I'm just curious about like kind of like short what you'd say to where it is your business, right? Is called your big deal. You know what I mean? And it was so funny when I first read it, I was like, what? No, I'm not a big deal. You know what I mean? It was like, it's interesting thing, but like how, yeah, where did it just, where did it come from? And to you, what does it mean? Um, Where it came from was like kind of, um, well, <laughs> the real story of where it came from is mm-hmm. I think I saw something, an image of a <laughs> a pickle that was supposed to be Nicolas Cage. So it was Pickleless Cage. <laughs> and I think it said, I'm a big dill. <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is amazing. <laughs> uh, and then I made an iteration of a business card that didn't have I think it I think it didn't have it wasn't meant for that to be the business name but it just said it on there because I kind of went through this period of like wanting to have marketing materials that were um you know that weren't like necessarily about me but they were also like a gift to whoever was receiving it so the business card said you're a big deal as like a message or not an affirmation but as an offering to somebody who was picking it up. And then I'd also at one point had postcards that were, that had like, you know, four reminders for entrepreneurs or something. And it was like, I think one of them might've been near a big deal. And I had some of Dan's photography on the other side of it. And it felt just like, so, so special. Mm -hmm. Um, So it was like, you know, creating awareness, like giving things out to people, but also making the thing like act very meaningful. And so when Melissa and I got together and we're starting our business, we kind of tossed around a few different um, ideas. And then both of us really resonated with this idea because, because of how we approach our work and how we kind of, we center our, like, not center, but like we want we want our clients to feel like they are a big deal and like Mm -hmm. to trust themselves and to believe in their work. And like, and I think in some ways 
that is the work that we do, you know, more than the things that we are creating is that like, there is such a big part of the work. And I think like, what I like the most about sort of taking somebody's words and, you know, massaging them a little bit, but ultimately like delivering back your own words to you mm-hmm. is to show you that like you, you know, it's actually you. It's like I'm taking my gifts and and making it, massaging it in this way that maybe is like a little bit more efficient or otherwise, you know, succinct or something. But it's your it's your words, it's your vision, it's your the heart, you know, like we're just we're helping you translate that. Mm-hmm. Um and and I think that's where that's what we've leaned on a lot is continuing with that message with everybody that we work with. It's like you can do this. You are doing it. You don't have to do it anybody else's way either, which is a big part yes. of it. Um, it's like to trust your your vision and be a big deal in whatever way that is to you. Yes, 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 yes. If people want to reach out to you, connect with you, you personally and your work or business, how would they do that? How do they find you? Yeah, I think probably Instagram is the easiest way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my handle is <laughs> amy.fukuizumi. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, amy.fukuizumi is the handle. And um, there's a link to yourbigdeal.com is our work handle. Um, and then you can go to yourbigdeal.com. No, it's a contraction, your big deal. Um, no apostrophe because... <laughs> the internet not allowed (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, but yeah I think Instagram probably find me and then find your big deal would be the easiest great and I want we'll email about this too but um for the patreon members like anyone supporting the podcast or anyone who wants to support the podcast they can go to patreon.com um we are going to share some of your beautiful word collections I was reading them they're like works of art where Um, you can print them out. And you. to me, I almost feel like when I was looking at them of like uh, printing them out or having them as a screenshot, like on my phone, where if I need a message, you know, when you just like go and yeah. you look for something and you grab one message, like that's um, the motherhood one, like really got me. Mm. Um, and, but, but the social media one was so good too. So anyway, we're going to do a few of those just so that some of your art and your words and like can like be in the homes of some of the listeners. And as a thank you for those who support the podcast. And before we close our time together, and I know we have a few minutes before like you have to hop off. So it's like, I, I'm just going to ask the last question. I want you just to, from wherever you are, like from just like from your heart, just fill in the blank. Doesn't need whatever comes through. But where where is love calling you now or next? Where is love mm. calling you now? Um, it is very much calling me to where I am. Hmm. It's like very much calling me to, I think a couple months ago, I started to sort of think about where I was in my like journey of life and and reflecting on the fact that uh, being, you know, physically here, emotionally here, spiritually here, and all of the different ways is like kind of the one of the first times where I have felt like I'm where I want to be, where I need to be, 
uh, maybe not even where I need to be, where I want to be. Um, and, and it's kind of, I think I'm in a place of just trying to accept that, accept that, like, you know, I kind of had a, a very, um, sort of silly example of this, but it like, I've had this lifelong journey with finding the right skincare products, mm-hmm. like for dry skin. And I was breaking out for a while and like the different things. And I like went through this whole thing. I finally found this like system or not system, but like different products that work. Like I know exactly which ones they are. I can like go back and order them when I need them, when they run out. And so like my sort of exploration of skincare sort of stopped because I figured it out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think sort of the same thing is true with work. It's like I Mm -hmm. spent so long trying to figure out how I could do the work I wanted to do, how I could collaborate the way I wanted to, how I could feel valued, how I could do all these things. And now I have that and it's just sort of Mm -hmm. accepting that that is in front of me and I just, Mm -hmm. you know, not just, but like I can really go for it. Like I can do it. Um, And I think, you know, in motherhood, very much the same. It's like our motherhood relationships, like I spent a lot of time in relationships that were unhealthy and not good and they were not partnerships. And now I'm in one that is very much a partnership, very much long-term. And, you know, it's kind of allowing myself to be there and sort of go through the cycles of things and, and trusting that those things will evolve, but also that they will be there. Like, nothing right now is temporary in the way that it feels unstable Hmm. if that makes sense yes and so like sort of you know I think love is calling me to into a lot of acceptance and in a lot of just slowing down into my life right now I think I'm in uh you know like I'm in a very like about to be inspired period, but also, but in a different way than I've been before. I think inspiration for a lot of my life has been about creating change Mm -hmm. and not liking where I am. Mm. And I think inspiration now feels like it's coming from a, how can I make this better? Or like, what else do I want to do? Not just like, how can I, you know, like, how can I get out of this situation? So maybe that's, it's like kind of a moving towards something instead of moving away from something. Mm-hmm. Um, and mm. you know, the towards is, is what's right in front of me. Like being able mm. to see that. Yes. Yes. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for like coming from like the behind the scenes collaboration to like, be here, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, and, and, and just like opening your, your heart, you know, and your truth and your stories and your, like the, you weave in your transparency of like, of like the beauty and the hard, again, you could be me- like happy and sad at the same time. You know what I mean? It's like you <laughs> yeah. weave, you weave it like so authentically. So, Thank you for everything for the podcast. But today, thank you for this. And thank you for being here and sharing more of you. Oh, thank you. Um, 
Okay, everyone, thank you for being with us for this conversation on love episode. And um, just want to, as always, just say thank you for supporting this podcast in any way that you do. Thank you for sharing it with your loved ones. And if you're a Patreon member, thank you for supporting us and making it possible for us to share. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash the love says podcast, or you can always send a one-time gift to the podcast on Venmo at the love says podcast. So until next time. Amy and I are sending you from a very cold, chilly New England day. We're sending you so much love. We'll see you next time. Bye.